Hi there, I'm Tasha. And I'm Fallon. And together, we're the hosts of No Roadmap with Tasha and Fallon. It's a podcast where two Black women have real, random talks. We cover everything from hobbies to relationships, pop culture, and social issues. We don't shy away from the tough conversations, but we also like to have fun and be ourselves. So join us every other Thursday as we share our thoughts, stories, and experiences. You never know where the conversation might take us, but we promise it will be worth it. No roadmap, just real random talk. So what do you say, Tasha? Are you ready to hit record and get started? Let's do it, Fallon. Let's give the people what they want. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of No Roadmap with Tasha and Fallon. I'm Tasha. I'm Fallon. And today's topic, self-destruction. I always want to do that. I don't know why. Stop it. It's just because that's how that song starts. Every time I hear it, that's what plays in my head. It lives there rent-free. Anywho, <laughs> today we'll be talking about divorce and blended families. Yay. Dun, dun, dun. They're not the worst. They're not the worst. It all depends on, you know. The situation, how it goes, the, the sitch, people involved. The people involved. Sometimes That's... you can have an amicable divorce. Right. Not really? Often, but some, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? You've never, you don't know anyone who's had an amicable divorce. Well, define amicable to you. That both agree that this is not working. Mm-hmm. We're not going to fight about all the things. Mm-hmm. This is yours. This is mine. Mm-hmm. We're going to work together if there's kids involved or, you know, for babies. Yep. And then that works. There we go. But I don't know... If I have anybody in my, like, immediate vicinity... No, 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 no. Sometimes that works. Right. Sometimes it's not about all the vitriol and people throwing the things mm-hmm. left and right. Um, but I think amicable, an amicable divorce might be a misnomer. I don't think that actually exists. Hmm. I think there's emotion that sits there. It's It's the difference between being nice and kind. Okay. Say more. I'm going to be nice about it because I want to be seen as a nice person. Right. But in the background, I'm not kind. Mm-hmm. And I want you to get less or suffer more than I do. Okay. That's where I think in all divorce comes from in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. But sometimes divorce is all about self-preservation. Uh, like, yeah. I need to leave for my For sanity. myself. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And safety. Yes. So that's also in... And that's not amicable. No, that's not amicable. Right. No. Well, I mean, the breakup itself may not necessarily be amicable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are tons of emotions involved, right? And negative negative emotions will gonna will be mixed in with that. Exactly. But the divorce itself, I think, can be um, what's the word? Uh, I'm use I'm saying amicable, but I think it can uh, productive. Productive. Yeah. A productive divorce. Yeah. Aren't all divorces productive because they produce an outcome? I mean, at the... At the <laughs> I love semantics. In like, uh, yeah, I guess. In the Webster definition of the word productive, yes. Love it. But the intention behind it... Right. I right. think can be productive. I don't ever want to get divorced. I just hope I can it's get... It's a mo- nasty business. Even the nicest of divorces, I, I would imagine. I need to get my stuff together so my husband doesn't decide he wants to leave me. <laughs> yeah? Would, would you be the... You would be the factor? I would be the factor. Why? Why do you say that? Because he's holding it all together. Come on, man. Come on, look, come on, look. Yeah. He's keeping it together. He's keeping it together. Keeping it tight, keeping it right. Right. He, he had to talk me off a ledge this morning. Uh-oh. And I'm like... This not towards him. No, no, no. No, but this just, was mm-hmm. just, he's, he's like, let it happen. Mm-hmm. 
And when it fails, it falls apart. That's the lesson I need to learn. When it fails and falls apart? To walk away. That sometimes it's not me. Right. In other situations. Mm -hmm. Control the things I can control. That's it. And that's really my life lesson to learn. My reincarnation on this planet Mm -hmm. is to learn to control me and what I can do. And not worry about the other things. Yes. Like, you know, the Hamilton song. Right. Um, It's so funny because I work in weddings and I get all this ads for prenups. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a couple because I'm a notary. They're like, can you notarize our prenuptial agreement before? And a lot of people feel like that's such a, like, already you're setting up your marriage for failure. failure. Yeah. But I think it's being financially smart and reasonable. Okay. And it's, the, this day and age, you never know. Mm-hmm. People could be in love and whatever. I mean, not everybody is like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn and be together forever and not married. Right. And it still works. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, sometimes you have to protect yourself. Well, you should always protect yourself, yeah. I didn't have anything to, like, prenup, so I didn't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, we barely had two nickels to run. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, so there was no reason for us to prenup anything. Right, I'm like, I showed up with my good looks and my sense of adventure. Like, that's all I got. That's it, that's all I got. You want that in the divorce? (laughs) I'm like, I'll still travel, like, if you're going to take me places. Right, (laughs) absolutely. Um, I don't think prenups are a bad thing. No. I agree, it's important to walk into a situation, any situation, with yourself right in mind that's i don't think that's a bad thing and especially if you're coming into the situation with children yeah like you want those kids to be protected Mm -hmm. so it makes even more sense to get something like a prenup yeah um but as a child of divorce Mm -hmm. um how old were you when your parents divorced i was 11 when the divorce was finalized how old were you when they broke up nine okay um yeah that sounds about right and um it was a good thing that mm-hmm. the divorce happened, mm-hmm. but it was hard for me. Yeah. And what was the hardest part? Aside from the obvious that your parents weren't together. Um, deciding who to live with. Like, that's a lot of responsibility for a child. Did they let you decide? Yeah. I got to go to court. Your parents let you decide or a judge let you the decide? The judge. It was a judge or a arbitrator, somebody. Mm-hmm. They asked me who I wanted to live with. Oh. Right. And it's, I would love to live with my dad, but I know my mom can't deal without me right and so i stayed with my mom which was not the best place for me right um and so is that what your parents wanted my dad would have loved to have had us right um but it would have been a lot for him and my stepmom because mm-hmm. they already had my sister my stepsister there mm-hmm. and to have two more kids roll in like that's a lot yeah so it was a lot of moving parts yeah, yeah. and i think you and your brother yeah my okay. little brother um, it's a lot of pressure to put on a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It is. I, I'm, that's why I'm like, really? Yeah. They let you decide. But I guess if the parents haven't decided. Right. right? I mean, would they have asked you to decide if your mom and dad had come together and said, this is where the kids are going to go? Um, I think it would have been more of, it would have been more definite if there was an outward sense of, I would be safer or better in one place or another. Okay. But because... In the sheen of what it looked like, it didn't matter where we went. There was no pull one way or another. Right. So, so. would you say that your parents' divorce was amicable? Was um, it contentious? You don't mind me asking? I don't know. I didn't know enough about the actual proceedings because right. I was so young. Yeah. Um, I know that the house got quieter when they weren't together. Mm. And 
I mean, it didn't stay quiet for long, but right. it was it was better that they were not together. Mm-hmm. And um, just for like. Everybody needs their own mental space, their mental health to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the parents taking care of their own mental health, sometimes the children's mental health gets, gets neglected. neglected. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge worry for me. Right. Um, kids don't want to be split between, you know, no. sides. No. They don't want to. Um, I think my parents overall did a pretty good job of not villainizing each other. That's great. To us? That's really important. That's huge. It is. That's because, huge. Yeah, I, I know some contentious divorce. I mean, like some ugly divorces. Right. Where the parents would definitely kick each other's back in in front of their children. And you can't do that. And it's so bad. Right. It's that, so bad. You become a horrible human being when you do things oh like that. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, you just sit there and you're looking and you're like, bruh. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Right. Or sis, come on. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, it's I've I've witnessed that. My husband, I'm his second wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first wife and I get along famously. Great. And fabulously now. And <laughs> <laughs> it's called growth. It's, yes, it is. It definitely <laughs> is. Um, but he they have my they had my bonus son when they were married. When they divorced, he when when they broke up, he was just shy of three. Oh, he was little. He was very young. And they're, when they divorced, when the divorce was final, he was just shy of five. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't remember a time when his parents were together. As far as he remembers, it's always been daddy and, and Tita and mm-hmm. mommy and, and his, his stepfather. So he doesn't remember <laughs> a point when they were together. But I do remember at one point he was like, you and his stepdad, he kept telling me that his stepdad and I should be together. And his parents oh, goodness. because his stepdad and I were the same color. That's hysterical. Stepdad's a white guy. But very tanned. <laughs> a very tanned white guy yes. in you. He was brown. He was almost as brown as I am. So he was convinced that brown people should be together. <laughs> well, you know, in right. his four-year-old mind, it made sense. No, because that's what they teach you to do. Match the things that yeah, look the same. one of these things is not like the other. So <laughs> there's your song, Seth. And, um, <laughs> but there, the breakup was not great. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, a lot of emotions were involved, but I think overall the divorce was very amicable. Like there was really not a whole lot to fight about. Mm-hmm. My husband didn't fight anything she wanted. She didn't fight anything he wanted. They seemed to be on the same page when it came to taking care of my bonus son. It was always understood that they would share. You know, she would have physical custody, but they mm-hmm. would have joint custody, and we saw him all the time. And but then, why does it take two years? Back then, I think that was just the court system. Well, they need to get this stuff figured I, I, out. I think because uh, back then in the state of New Jersey, it was by law you had to be separated one year before you could file. And what? then, yeah. For what reason? Oh, I don't know. To So that all the lawyers can get all the retainer money. I suppose. And then what are you supposed to do for that to, extra year? Uh, to I believe the way it was explained to me was, you know, you separate for a year to make sure this is what you want to do before you waste the court's time. So when we were in Romania, we visited... Story time. Love it. We visited this um, old monastery. Mm-hmm. And in the church, there was a room called... Stop it. Wait, that's another story. <laughs> I will be reminded of that in a second. So there was um, a room 
and I think they called it the divorce room. If Ooh. I if I am remembering correctly, George, shout out to George, tour, um, Romania. We'll put their actual tag in the show notes. Um, and basically, if you came to the priest and were like, "We want to get a divorce," mm-hmm. you and whoever you were divorcing had to stay in that room for an allotted amount of time, with one bed, one table, like one table with one stool, oh one spoon, one bowl. And the victor emerged victorious because they were the only ones standing. Only one couple ever came out and didn't and wanted a divorce still. Oh, really? Everybody who had stayed in that room for that. Stayed as, together? Stayed together. Really? And I don't know what happened. I, I, I have no idea, but that is such a cool story. Oh, Like, they wow. had to depend on each other. Because think about it. There's one bowl and one spoon. You have to share this. Yeah. And you're working together to figure out. How are we mm-hmm. going to sleep in this tiny bed mm-hmm. together? And one person... I mean, if you're a decent human being, you are. Right. And I thought that was very sweet. <laughs> if you were jerkity jerk, jerk, jerk. Then someone died. Someone... <laughs> right. They never mentioned... someone sleep on the floor. Still no divorce. Still no divorce. They never... They Remains didn't, undefeated. They didn't say <laughs> everyone came out alive. They just said... <laughs> they just said... <laughs> no only one couple <laughs> came out and still wanted to be divorced. There. Come on, Samantha. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Back to chanting. Remember in the 90s, um, especially Pure Mood, um, Enigma? I remember Enigma. Mm -hmm. Wait, so not only did I love that music, my mother and I got into actual Gregorian chants. Did you really? And would buy CDs and just listen to chanting. Like monks, legit. Like that was a, a... a moment in my life where I was listening to Gregorian chants. Okay. Lovingly and willingly. See, I, <laughs> this is what I get for trying to be a wise guy. Because <laughs> there's always a story. There's always a story. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm chanting. <laughs> I didn't chant. I listened to I listened people. to the chant. Right. Um, okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> well, you know, I would imagine if a divorce room existed today... It would be in Romania. It would not be here. Because <laughs> we're just not nice people. Because you could you could kill somebody with a spoon, I'm sure. Listen, you work it the right way. Oh my gosh, what movie was that? Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman and uh, the other guy whose name I never remember. He has a really deep voice and it's kind of sexy. And he's like, "But why a spoon, sir? Because it will hurt more." Remember? I'll no. cut his heart out with a spoon. No. Oh. You know, I remember from Robin Hood. Blah, 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 thieves. What is it? <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. Brian Adams song. Oh. That's all I got. That's oh my got. gosh. When I tell you that song, when he when he sang it at the concert and my heart was just See? like, little baby Fallon. I was love like, that song. Oh, and Christian Slater. Oh my God. Oh, was Christian person. Slater in that movie? Yes, he was. Ke- that was Kevin Will, Costner, right? Yes. No, okay. Throw him away. He was garbage in that. But. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I love you, Kevin. <laughs> But not in but that. But not in that. Trash. The, ac- the accent, you didn't even try. No, you kind of... He's were... Kevin Costner. He doesn't have to try an accent. <sighs> but when literally everyone else around you, even Christian Slater pretended to try. Oh, he oh. pretended to try. So cute, though. Will... Christian Slater? Yes. Will something. Will who? That was his character's name. Oh, that was character. Oh, okay. he was so cute. I love Christian okay, Slater. Okay, now I'm going to have to watch that. And Alan Rickman, the... Yes, I do love me some Alan Rickman. I saw him in Seminar on Broadway. Oh, he, him on stage. I mean, everything about him. I mean, well, he just has just such a presence. Such a presence. Such a presence. Yeah. yeah. He was magical. We love you, Alan. Absolutely. Continue. Made Snape sexy. Come on. Um, <laughs> sexy? 
He made Snape sexy, is that what yes, you said? Yes, I sure as heck did. Sexy? Yes. That's the adjective you're going to go with? Yes, it's Alan Rickman. Everything he does exudes sex. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Getting a little peek into Alan's psyche over here. Are we always? A true story. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That is true. I leave little little nuggets. You do. Little breadcrumbs. Yes. Enjoy. Little treats for you all. <laughs> you know, I always think about the phrase leaving breadcrumbs. And, but in reality, they're not going to last because the animals are going to eat them. Like, how did Hansel and Gretel really think that the breadcrumbs were going to lead them back? They were eight and nine. They didn't, they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't know what was happening. Or were they twins? I don't know. They, they, were they? didn't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I always assumed they were, but you know... All I know is that the Gretel witch... was really bossy, so she was probably younger. Spoiler alert: the witch gets cooked. <laughs> that part. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh man, look, Alan's like, never mind now. <laughs> Thank you. You just saved me twenty minutes of having to read this story. So speaking of fairy tales, uh, I thought you were gonna say speaking of witches getting cooked. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Really? You thought I was gonna? You know, that's Dark. actually a place I would have gone. Yeah, it is. Because there's a movie. Anyway, focus. Mm. Focus. Um, the, I guess the myth of the stepmother, the evil stepmother, Mm -hmm. that's everywhere. Yes, it is. In life, Mm -hmm. you know? It's a great segue, Tyler. You're welcome. Isn't it great? That was awesome. Fantastic. Well, you know, as a stepmom. Right. And yes, having inherited my, my bonus son, whom I love to death, that kid, I swear, um, I think that was part of the, that was probably one of the biggest motivating factors to my husband and his first wife really coming together mm-hmm. and and trying to make their 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 separation at coming together to make their separation right as painless as possible because mm-hmm. there was there was a child involved yes. and he was so young um and very attached to his dad so it was really about protecting him even though the first wife and I didn't initially see eye to eye and didn't initially get along at mm-hmm. the end of the day, prior to their divorce being final, we had to sit down. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that conversation, it was really, you don't have to like me. I don't have to like you. But when it comes to this child, mm-hmm. we need to be of one accord. Right. So let's just put him first, mm-hmm. put him at the forefront right. in everything we do going forward. You know, you won't talk smack about me in front of him and we won't talk smack about you in front of him and that is the one thing my husband even to this day and he's a grown man now even to this day he will not despair just speak despairingly about disparagingly Ooh, good nice comeback <gasps> that was a win the words always come <laughs> he will not speak disparagingly about his his ex-wife right. in front of we just won't do it right um and when we had our daughter she funny enough, became very attached to the bonus son's mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have, they had their own little bond, you know, come together as a blended family. It's a choice. Right. You make a choice to come together as a blended family. When you, when you date someone who has a child, you are making a choice that if this is a serious relationship right. or if you expect for this to have long-term outcome. Right. Then you have to accept their kid, and by accepting the kid, you gotta accept the, the mother. You just have to. Right. Otherwise, why are you in it? So my mother and my stepmother mm-hmm. rarely cross paths. Okay. Not even a thing. Um, but growing up And sometimes that's for the best too. Oh, amen. Um, but my I'll tell you how 
how weird we were. Mm. <laughs> my stepmother used to bake for my bake sales. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was a great. Thing. Like yeah. she and I had a thing. We only had one hiccup, mm-hmm. um, which stressed me out. Um, but it was, it's people being people. Right. But otherwise she's always been there. Mm-hmm. My stepsister. What's the age difference between your stepsister? Ooh. Um, you know, she's been 29 for so long. As, as we all have. <laughs> I'm not me. 41. I mean, well now. It. No, I've claimed it always. This year I did celebrate the 20th anniversary of my 29th birthday. I love it. So, um, but she can't be more than like. I don't know. She's not a whole decade older than me. It's okay. not that big of a deal. Okay. But um, she was in high school when I was coming around. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, absolutely amazing. Super sweet. Right. I'm on a um, text group with her. Mm-hmm. Our, our We both have little ones. Our My oldest, my only, and her youngest mm-hmm. are a month apart. A month and a half apart. Aww. And so like they're a thing. Tight. We went to preschool together oh, for nice. a little while. So... Like, honestly, to be blessed. And now I have a little sister mm-hmm. um, who's my half-sister. I only say that just so y'all Dad's know. Dad's daughter or mom's daughter? Dad's daughter. Okay. Um, who's my mini-me. She right. looks so much like me. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, did, did she come to American Son? Yeah. Yes, she did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was like the pale me in yes. the audience. Yes. yes. Um, front row with front, Dad. Yes. Yeah. I did a, um, a um, AI thing where it's mm-hmm. like... Oh, the AI-generated pictures? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like... So you can have some headshots. I'm like, let's try this out. It's whatever. Is that an app? It is. Okay, I'll have to try um, it. Put it in the show notes because I don't remember what it's called. And I turned off my phone so it won't ring during recording. That's so thoughtful. So thoughtful. So thoughtful. But what it did was made me and her, and we already look alike, mm-hmm. the same person. Ooh. Yeah, and I showed my stepmom, and she's like, oh my gosh. It's like, wow, it's y'all. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to already look alike and then to be the same person. Yeah. But... Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Um, Did your mom remarry? No. She dated a while. Mm -hmm. Trifling. All of them. Mm -mm. I'm like, mommy, what are you doing? Not the trifling man. Men. Men's. The men's. Moral. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. I wanted her to find someone who wanted her to be happy, but Mm -hmm. she had horrible taste. Like, she did good with my dad. (laughs) Look, and then after that, it was all downhill. (laughs) And it was all downhill. I was like, mommy, do better. Right. But I also had poor taste. I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you figured it out? I figured it out. There we go. You got it right. I got it right. Come on, man. <laughs> Love it. So you were going to tell a story. No, just that. So you, you were saying how your mom and your stepmom's paths almost never cross. Right. Well, <laughs> because I'm glutton for punishment. Why not? You love it. I do love it a little bit. Anyway, um, <clears throat> when we were pregnant with our daughter, we were moving from our one-bedroom apartment looking for something bigger. We settled on the two-bedroom condo in the same complex that my husband and his first wife shared their condo, but also she and her husband and my stepson bought a, bought a unit there as well a month apart. So they bought their unit in two months apart. They bought their unit in July. We bought our unit in September, and we were literally a courtyard away from one another. And it was horrible. And it was amazing. That's what I thought. It's the way it was make- amazing. But I say that because when people, well, one, when people see us together and they don't know the story, they assume we're just two random friends. Right. And then, you know, my, my son or my, my husband will walk up and he'll introduce us and people are like, oh, oh, 
Okay. Like even her neighbors, when I met her neighbors when we first moved in and they, they knew the history of, of the little family that we had thought that it was crazy. Right. That we were all pur- purposely, purposefully living in the same space, but we wanted the kids to be close. We wanted to do what we could to raise them as close together as we could. And for my husband, that was the solution. Oh, okay. Then if that's where they're living, then we'll live there. And I'm like, I love his naivete. Ciao. <laughs> I'm so like, innocent. What are we doing? Not world. And he's like, <laughs> like for such a world, like for such a man who's been of the traveled world, man, right? Yeah, to be so like innocent, be like, this will be fun. This will be great. And you know, because the divorce went so well, right. and then when we got married, things were great. And during my pregnancy, she and I hung out all the time because I was home and she was home and we would go food shopping together and go to the mall together. And we literally saw each other maybe two, three times a week. Wow. All just the two of us spending time together because I was, I, you know, I hadn't been home forever. Right. And this was the first time I was unemployed. So she would help me fill my days and whatever. He thought it was going to be a great idea. I was like, okay. It was supposed to be short term. It was only going to be for five years and then we were going to get into a house. So this was just supposed to be a step in stuff. Right. Okay, great. I'll try it. It didn't go so well for like the first three or four months. But then I had to remind everyone about that conversation we had had prior right. to the divorce being final. Right. And it kind of brought everyone else back on board. And then when he got deployed several months later, she and I spent that year like just mm-hmm. ma- making sure that the kids maintained a relationship. Right. You know. Whatever. But when people hear that this was something we walked into consciously. Right. This was something we chose Supposed to, to do, do. Not oops. They're like, you tried it. Y'all are crazy. I'm like, it really worked out well for us, though. It really did. So I have the best story in the world, and I'm going to tell you. Yes. And we're going to record it. Okay. And then we're going to make people pay to hear it. Oh, we're not going to put it here? No. No? No. If they want to hear, and this is, this is, a, this is a great story. Mm. Mm. But they're gonna tea have time. to give tea us time. some money. Juicy tea. Mm. <laughs> so we will we will put it up as a subscription model. Y'all, we no subscriptions. We are now. I got some great stories. You want to hear these us. stories? You're gonna have to pay me because this is the stuff that I'm saving for my book. This is what we're saving for the memoir. Yes, okay. my my autobiography. What's the title of your memoir? <laughs> have you thought about it? Damn it, Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Damn it. That works. Right. Actually, it's not. Uh, someone else is going to write it because I can't be bothered. So I'm just going to tell someone all the stories. Okay. And they're going to write it. Mm-hmm. And then if you come to my funeral, you get a signed copy. Ooh. Right. Because some of the stuff. Ahead. Right. A little grim. <laughs> but sure. No, it's going to be the best. It's, it's going to be gonna, awesome. It's going to be a book release slash. A book release slash, slash home going. Right. Slash like. <laughs> Celebration. I don't know. You sound like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants his. He wants everything to be done at an Irish bar. That would be amazing. He I did. want. He wants to be laid out on a pool table. Is that amazing? A little bit. Okay. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes one of us. Um, I don't want to be like propped up in a chair or anything. That's weird. Um, I don't okay. want open casket either. Like you got to remember me the way I was. So I'm going to put all those pictures. But okay. I don't want everybody in all black. Even no. Same. Like, like wear what you want. Be comfortable. Well, Actually, no. Don't wear what you usually wear. A notch up. I want you to look like something. Yeah. There's going to be a nice bar in the corner. Like help yourself to a beverage. Mm-hmm. Tell awesome. Tell all the awesome Fallon stories. I've told all of my friends already. Should I precede you? 
this is what needs to go down because my husband won't be of the right mind to right, do it. Right. So this is what I need for y'all to do. So they know. We should write this stuff down. Right. Well, Can we I, make a packet? Like we should sell like I've considered it. For like like a, a book. Right. For your preparation, mm-hmm. here's the book. Fill this out of your wants. Yes. And give it to the person who's not the most emotional at the time. Right. And then if they can't do it, make sure it gets handed down to whomever's gonna be Yeah. Put it in a safe deposit box. Whatever. Do what you gotta do to make sure these are your wishes. And they're carried out. And yeah. they're carried out. A book. Like how right. we have for the children, mm-hmm. like babies with them on their first steps and all that. Wait, yeah. y'all did that? Yeah. Oh, um, I can show you the book. I still nope, have it. Nope, not I that parent. It, I, I gave it like, to the girl for her 18th birthday because at the back of the letter at the back of the book there's a page for you to write her a letter when she turns 18 so i wrote her this letter when i first had her Aww. and when she turned 18 i gave it to her you're so much better than I. I got her an email address and i try to remember to email her regularly so when she's of age she can go in and like read the emails wow yeah that's a great idea yeah love that and that way she has her name Already mm-hmm. as an email, mm-hmm. but she's probably going to do something. She's going to be like, I'm Ron G. And I'm like, of course Pretty you much. Are. Absolutely. And it makes perfect sense. Right. I love that. I love it. Cool, cool. <clears throat> I don't know what is going on with my voice today. Oh, I've been crunchy too. I've been like sucking on the cough drops. All like, kinds it's my job. of crap is up in here. It is late night karaoke. Plus I didn't have late night. <laughs> a kindergartner. <laughs> I didn't have late night. Plus a kindergartner who's like, mommy, I love you. <clears throat> Ooh. Right in your face. Love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my ears. I'm so I'm so sorry, producer, but that's literally how it is being a mom. Uh, it is. That's literally it. You yeah, can turn the volume down it. there or something. You can edit it. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Thank you. Where are we putting those shirts up? Oh, you. What are you putting those shirts up? Oh, but I need help designing, so we should get together. I got you. And just sit. We'll sit together okay. and we'll like fuck around. Design some stuff. Yes, because now I have all the time in the world since... I don't have a nine to five, thank God. No more nine, nine to five. five. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna work on that musical. <laughs> no more nine to five. No more nine to five. <laughs> I quit. Nice um Woo. Okay, so those are my stories about divorce and, and blended family. I had a positive experience. I hope you're having a positive experience. Because like I said, I know some folks who are not having positive experiences right. when it comes to So divorce. they should let us know what's been positive, what hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think... If you could do it all over again, what right. would you do differently? Right. Mm-hmm. Or do you think one person is more... I mean, usually everyone thinks it's the other person has the problem. But real self-reflection, like... What could you have done mm-hmm. to make this, like, maybe not choose that person in the first place? I'm kidding. <laughs> Be <But> smart. <laughs> From the start. From the start. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it takes some years. My husband did some self-reflecting after yeah. his divorce. I, I mean, think a lot not, not initially. It was probably, I'm going to say, maybe six or seven years yeah. afterwards. We had a nice, long conversation. And right. He, he, he held some accountability. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Took a minute. It's it's two people in a situation, mm-hmm. and you know, generally speaking, it's not just one person. I mean, not obviously, sometimes the, it is, but oh, not yeah, usually. Not usually. Yeah. Thankfully. Yes. Thankfully, because yeah. we want everybody to be safe and yes. loved. Yeah. Yay! Spread love. Spread love. Da, da, da. So, what are you watching? What am I watching? Just finished watching this. Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. No, no, I wasn't actually going to mention it this week. Come on now, it's not an episode if it's not Ted Lasso. We're not talking about Ted Lasso. But also, how much I love Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, called Telemarketers. Okay. It's a, a documentary, documentary on HBO based in New Jersey. What? Yes. 
what? <laughs> Which is phenomenal. Like, they're driving around. I was like, oh, I know that place. And I'm like, do, wait, do I know these people? Do like, you? I have to do the research. You do know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. And I, I, like, ran the world, like, for a while. And I'm like, I really should sit and, like, pay attention. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, some of these people, like, look familiar to mm-hmm. me. Like, I'm sure I ran across them. But it was this company that started, and they would go approach, um, um, like, the police or the fire people and be like, we'll help raise money for you, and we get a cut. Oh, are those the people who are constantly calling me, wanting yep. me to donate to the F- FOP. FOPs? Mm-hmm. And- it's a whole three-episode document. Three, maybe four-episode document. Please watch it. It's wild. wild. And what is it on, Max? Yes. Okay. So. And what is it called? Telemarketers. Telemarketers. Okay, thank you. Right. It's okay. absolutely wild. Sounds it. It <laughs> sounds absolutely wild. And and so it's so funny for it to be so close to home and then but so also so like spread across the nation. Like it's nuts. Hmm. Absolutely nuts. So that's what okay. I just finished watching. What about you? I just finished Only Murders in the Building. Congratulations. Thank I'll you. never finish it. No, that's it? You, you've given up? <laughs> How far did you get into the series? I didn't finish the first season. Oh, the first I season's know. so good. I know. It, it only gets better. But you know what happened. I do know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what happened. <laughs> well, at some point, that's going to come to an end. So maybe you'll circle back. Yeah, that's true. I'll try. But it was good. I enjoyed it. If you're not watching, watch Only Murders in the Building. Right. It's pretty good. And I've just been doing the concert circuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no Monet. Yes, was I was going to say. Magical. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Love, loved, loved, loved. Where did you see her? Radio City. Radio City, okay. Um, but we've done the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done Duran Duran. We've got Queen with Adam Lambert coming up. So what is that? That's uh, not next week, the week after. Maybe it is next week. Is there a reason you guys are like. It's, it's just because all the shows that we want to see. Hoping? I have all clustered together. Normally, they're more spread out. It's okay. just the way the concerts have spread out. How many have you been to in the last two months? One, two. Eagles. Monet, um, Duran Duran. We have Depression Mode coming up. Five or six. Wow. Yeah. Oy. Yeah, that's how okay. we do. Because if, if I'm not traveling, I'm seeing concerts. If I'm not traveling, I'm sitting in someone's stadium. Right. And if I'm not doing that, I'm in a show. And so since I'm not in a show, I have all this free mm-hmm. time to... Do you plan on doing a show again? Um, I'm going to do a holiday show because the kid okay. wants to do one. Okay. Um, but I have no plans to... Holiday show at your church or with the theater? With the theater. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. She has the children's pageant at church. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're preparing for... We're doing um, a jazz mass at church. Oh, that's, okay. So that's why you... Ooh. That chord was really loud. <laughs> so that's why you have... The jazz arrangements of yes. those songs when you found okay. Yes, because yeah. it's rough. It is rough. Really? Yeah. It sounds amazing. It's going to sound fantastic. Yeah. But like the other alto mm-hmm. um, is going to be away. She's a snowbird. Mm-hmm. So she leaves for Florida. So it's just me holding down these notes that are wonky. How many We're, of, how, so, how long, how big is the group? We are down to one, two, three, four, five, six, eight of us. Okay. When we used to be like 20. We've had a lot of people move. A lot of people have passed away. Oh. And so, and we're not rebuilding our numbers the same way. Right. Which is, and everybody's like, the music is so great. And like, yeah, it's not going to be here if y'all don't step up yeah. and start singing. Mm-hmm. And we have other people in the church who are singers, but they're in their separate choirs and won't come and help us. And that's frustrating. Oh. Um, but, you know, I was going to quit the choir because I'm like, 
we've got a kid. She's not listening. I need to focus on her. Right. Like, but if there's no alto section. Without. Without me. Yeah. Um, mm. No, not. Th- we do have one more, but she's a swing. Like she can go up to soprano, mm-hmm. but she's not as strong of an alto as I am. And so like. It she was- will not be doing Michael McDonald at late night no. karaoke. No. Karaoke. Karaoke. Is that karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> not karaoke at all. <laughs> and when is that? Um, October 29th, Reformation. Okay. Because we're Lutheran. <laughs> whoop, whoop, Martin Luther. Okay. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I actually just started uh, teaching about Martin Luther and his life mm-hmm. that I know nothing about. Thank goodness for PBS documentaries. Come on, PBS. <laughs> See? Look, still relevant. <laughs> Supporters like me. That's right. Donate today. Donate today. Ay ay ay. Okay, well this was another great episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow us on our IG page at No Roadmap Pod. Right. Mm-hmm. We love it. And answer our stupid polls and like questions. Yeah. We put up that nonsense because we got nothing better to do. But we'd love to hear your responses. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Absolutely. So please. And again, share your own experiences with us. Let us know the good, the bad, and the ugly of your experience. If you've had any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm not that great of a whistler because I, I can't whistle and smile and I'm always smiling, always which smiling. makes me a bad whistler. Well, I, I'm not always smiling and I still can't whistle worth a oh, hoot. So. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's whatever. It's all right. But thank you for joining us. Thank y'all. And until next time, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Thank you for listening to No Roadmap with Tasha and Fallon. Follow us on IG at NoRoadMapPod. Send us your questions, ideas, and reactions. Tell us all the things because we're going to tell you all the things. Until next time, bye.